So, God told you to write a book. Now what? Hi, I'm Wendy Jo Serna, author, narrator, wife, and mother. I've written and published two novels thus far without really having any clue what I was doing. All I knew for sure was that I had heard from the Lord that I was to write a book. Beyond that, it was all just one grand adventure of faith and a lot of work. And along the way, I learned a few things, things I'd like to share with you. If I can do this, you can do this. You can write your book. Hey, if the author and finisher of all things told you to do it, he believes that you can. And so do I. So come on. Let's write. Hello, authors, and welcome back to So God Told You to Write a Book? Now what? We are on episode four, and today we're going to talk about audacity. Yep, that's the word, audacity. In our previous episodes, we had a little background about me, why I'm doing what I'm doing, how I got into this. Then we talked about intimacy, that place with God where we go to get filled up, not just for writing, but for everyday life, keeping that well, that wellspring, I guess is the right word, filled up so that when you go to write, you're coming from a place of fullness. And in the next episode, episode three, we talked about certainty. How do I know for sure that I'm supposed to write a book? Getting to that place where you know that you know that you know. I've heard from the Lord, and when he says something, it's impossible for him to do nothing, but it is possible for us to do nothing. So today, episode four, we're going to talk about launching out with audacity. The word audacity, synonyms for it are boldness, courage, guts, daring, chutzpah, spunk, assurance, grit. It's a boldness or daring, especially with a confident disregard for personal safety or conventional thought. It's sort of a shameless boldness. I think in today's world, to step out with audacity, with the certainty that God has called you to do something, and knowing that it might not be liked by the whole world, or embraced by the whole world, or maybe even canceled by the world, it takes some chutzpah. It takes some spunk. It takes a little grit and some shameless boldness. The antonyms for audacity are things like fear, timidity, caution, cowardice, prudence, or even meekness. Now, sometimes prudence and meekness and caution are exactly what we need. But when it comes to writing a book, you need a certain level of shameless boldness. I think about, biblically speaking, boldness and audacity are things that were required in both the Old and the New Testaments. You think about when the Israelites finally left Egypt. It says in Numbers 33:3, on the day after the Passover, the children of Israel went out with boldness 
in the sight of all the Egyptians. And actually that word boldness can be translated with a high hand or defiantly or triumphantly. They went out in the sight of all the Egyptians with their hands held high, triumphantly. In the New Testament, in Acts, it often talks about boldness. And in the letters from Paul, in the epistles, he even asked them to pray that he might have more boldness. There was a time when Peter and John were preaching and when all the high priests got a little bent out of shape about it. And they brought them in to question them, in whose name are you doing this? And how are you doing these things? And someone had been healed. And Peter and John answer with great boldness that it was in the name of the Lord Jesus that they did what they did. And then it says, now when they saw, they being the high priests, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized they had been with Jesus. I love that. Writing a book isn't about being educated or trained, although if you have some education and training, by all means use it. But mostly, what you need is some boldness and some time with Jesus. I know for me, it took a lot of audacity to step out in writing my first book, being completely uncertain of the hows and the even the what's, where's, and why's. I did just take a legal pad, a yellow one and a pen, and every time I sat down and prayed again and gave my imagination again to the author and creator of all things, it felt sort of like stepping off a cliff and trusting that there would be something solid when I made that step out into thin air. And there was. But every time, and even still when I sit down to write, it takes a certain level of shameless boldness to think that something more is going to keep coming and it will all fit together and it will be something of substance and value. I'm part of an online community, a mentoring community with a man named Matt Tommy. It's called Created to Thrive and it's for artists of all varieties. But Matt said one day, if I don't believe he's called me, if I don't step out in that action, it will not manifest in my life. So the reality is, if we don't step out with some audacity, then for sure, you'll never write a book. At some point, you just have to take those first steps. There is a scripture that says in the Psalms, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. It is his steps that are ordered and not his standing still. I was thinking again about in the Old Testament when, uh, when the Lord is speaking to Moses and asking him to lead the Israelites up out of Egypt after, what, 400 years of slavery. And Moses is a little uncertain that he's the man for the job. And he says, but suppose they don't believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say the Lord has not appeared to you. And the Lord says to Moses, what is that in your hand? And Moses said, a rod. And the Lord says, cast it to the ground. So he cast it to the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from it. 
Now, of course, we know that Moses eventually gets over that and goes on to do a lot of miraculous sort of mystical things in front of Pharaoh, proving both to himself, to the Egyptians, and to the Israelites that he was indeed the one who had been called by God to lead them out of slavery. So when you're starting this process, this audacious, bodacious venture of writing a book, sometimes it's as simple as looking at what's in your hand right now. Not gathering a bunch of worry and anxiety about how is it all going to finish and how am I all going to get it edited and how uh, blah, 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 blah. But what's in your hand right now? What can I do today that is a step that is bold and full of faith? Maybe it's just sitting down with a legal pad. Maybe it's sitting in front of your computer and opening up that Word document and typing a sentence, getting a paragraph written. I know for me that many times, even as I'm writing this third book, I come with very few ideas of where I'm going next. I have an inkling, maybe, but it doesn't always turn out that way. But the hardest part is getting out that first sentence, that first paragraph. And once I get past that, it seems like a monumental thing. Then it's sort of like priming a pump. On my grandmother's farm, they, when I was young, they still had a pump connected to a well. And if it was dry, you had to really crank on that thing to get the water going. And sometimes they actually had you pour water down before water came back up. You were priming the pump. And that takes some work. And so sometimes the very first efforts are the hardest efforts. There's a song, I think it's by Stephanie Gretzinger where she says, sometimes my very best is only my weakest yes. Sometimes that very first yes, that very first step, is the hardest. But once you start going, then he begins to direct you, and there begins to be a flow and a momentum even. And the more you do, the more it flows, just like in that pump analogy. I also think that getting a rhythm in your days of when you write, how long you write, is very helpful. I find for me right now in the patterns of my current day that in the afternoon is the best time for me to write. I set aside my mornings for things like exercise and meeting with the Lord and buying groceries and sort of catching up on the practical and the spiritual, getting myself taken care of, self-care, I guess, and sometimes care for business items or household items. And then by afternoon, I have a few hours. I have a window of a few hours that I set aside intentionally for writing. I know in my mentoring group, they even say, why don't you put it in your calendar? Because it seems to be that when we put something on our schedule and our calendar, it becomes more important. And we make time for those things. You have to reach a certain level of that certainty and audacity of, of making your writing important. I make time for exercise. I make time for prayer and reading my Bible. I make time for 
a lot of other things in my life that I deem to be important. If you're on the journey of writing, then you need to make your writing important. And that means setting aside time, and it means setting aside consistent time. Now, does it happen every day? No, my life gets interrupted all the time. I've just been on a week, I don't know, you'd call it a vacation. I was back at home helping my parents and having a family reunion of sorts, and it was wonderful and marvelous and all those things, but it's a whole week of not writing because I intentionally know that when I go to do those things, I want to give myself fully to those things and not have my mind on trying to grab an hour or two to write in the middle of it. So I leave my computer behind. Then when I come back, I have to step back into that rhythm. And sometimes it's hard when you've taken a break to step back into that rhythm of setting aside time every day, setting a value on the time that I make to write. And when I do that, there does become a flow of ideas and thought that makes the writing come a little more freely and a little more easily. But that comes from this initial phase, this initial adjustment, perhaps in our soul, of setting our face like Flint towards, I am going to write. By golly, I'm going to write a book. And you have to get, well, it's that word chutzpah. Chutzpah. Some grit, some determination, some spunk about it. Because I'll tell you what, life will grab all your moments if you don't set your moments aside. It just will. And the hours fly by and the days fly by and then the months and the years fly by and you still haven't written what you know you want to write. So maybe it's a bit of a pep talk today. Maybe the pep talk is for me because I really haven't written anything in about 10 days. (laughs) And honestly, I, when I come back after that long a break, I have to go back and reread what have I written and get myself back into that mode of where the characters have been and where the story's going and what have I forgotten about and what, and sort of prime my pump again. And that's okay. That's okay. I often feel, I hear the Lord say, Wendy Joe, why don't you just enjoy your life? I don't know. Sometimes it's hard for me to embrace the goodness of my life with all of its complexities. So there are times when I do just take breaths and I fully embrace the moments that I'm in. But I have to come back to getting myself back into this rhythm. And you will find that when you do it, even if it's just a paragraph a day, Set aside a consider if it's morning, evening, middle of the night, whenever you have the quiet moments where your brain functions and you feel connected to that space of of writing, when you start to do that chunk by chunk, little by little, a momentum starts to build. It it truly does. And almost the story or or your own memoir, it almost gets to the point of like a snowball rolling down a hill that you can't stop the thing after a while. But that initial phase of rolling that little snowball, packing it firmly and beginning to add layer by layer until the weight of this thing, until the volume of this thing takes on a life of its own. So my message to you today is 
do whatever you need to do to get your soul in a place of daring and grit and determination and shameless boldness that you don't really care what anybody else thinks. This book, first all and foremost, is for you. When I wrote the first draft of my first book, I really didn't know if it was for anybody else or not. Because the process of writing was such a precious thing for me that just that experience was, I could have lived with just that, if that's what it was all about. But as I unfolded it to other people, then they saw the value in it and they said, no, I think this has this has power behind it and you need to invest more. And so I did. But initially, initially, the writing process was just for me. And maybe for you, maybe the book, maybe no one will read your book. I don't know. Maybe it's just for you to actually process your life or process this fictional world inside of you and learn how to create with your creator and to interact in a whole new way with the living God. And if you get that, my goodness, what a precious thing. But I have a sense that if you asked you to write a book, that it's more than just for you. But you've got to begin. And you've got to persevere with some level of assurance and confidence that what you're doing has value, that what you're doing is seen. And then what you're doing is building things in you and through you and for you and for other people too. Next time, when we come back, we're going to talk about tenacity. (laughs) So you've had the intimacy that gets you to this moment of birthing something new. You've gotten to a place of certainty that you know that you know that you know you're supposed to do it. And then you've built up, you've primed the pump of audacity where you're sitting down and you're writing and you've got a rhythm and you've got a flow and you're making the time and you're setting the importance and the value on it. And then it gets down to keeping going. Tenacity. Perseverance. But that's for next time. For today, I pray boldness and courage into your heart, and that your steps will begin to be ordered one by one. I hope that's helpful to you. I sure appreciate and love you. Blessings and peace. Shalom. Shalom.